0: Welcome to the Didi and Latal show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello and welcome to the Didi and Latal show. It's another week. How are you doing, Didi? Joining us from remote.
1: A whole chair. Hopefully the tournament will go well.
0: How did the morning game go?
1: I don't know. I haven't texted. It just ended. I need to text uh, the team to get get a sense of how our little Shorzy did there.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I just booked my flight to go to the Pro-Israel Rally in D.C. on Tuesday next week. I'm anxious, worried, but also excited. Decided to do it. I usually don't go to any of those things. That's definitely... I don't like crowds and I I don't like those kind of things but I decided it's time and we need to show our support and I'm horrified with everything that is going around so hopefully security will be good it was almost impossible to find a flight out to DC that day but I'm going so and
1: like I offered, like I offered I will fund 3 flights from my united points if anybody wants to go
0: well, that the podcast will get out too late for that, but I'll post on my social media and all the WhatsApp group to see if somebody needs support with that. Yes. Uh,
1: in the meantime, we want to talk about consequences.
0: Yes, that's topic. Uh, um, we're living in a world when, unfortunately, you can do a lot of things without carrying consequences. And I think... It leads to a lot of behaviors that we've seen lately, but to, to also connect it with cybersecurity, which we had a few episodes that we didn't talk about cybersecurity. So maybe I start with cybersecurity and why I think it's, it's really important time that things are changing for better and worse. Some will say it's terrible. Some will say it had to happen. So lately, if you've been hearing the news, the SEC decided that the CISO of SolarWinds holds responsibility for the multiple companies that were breached as a result of the SolarWinds hack. And I'm not going to get into the details. A lot were written about it. A lot of uh, people in the industry said it. Uh, it's just putting blame on scapegoating, but I think we've discussed a lot that the problem in cybersecurity is that there is very little accountability for actually misconduct or, or for people misbehaving or for not putting the right system in place. And it's a, it's about time that this changes and whether we need to decide who is the one to put blame and is it fair to put the seesaw. I think the fact. That in general, cybersecurity is moving from something that is free of consequences. Many companies were breached. Millions of accounts were stolen. Information of everyone on earth is out there. And there are no consequences for decades for this going on. There are no legal consequences. There are no monetary consequences. Almost nothing. Nothing. We just move on with that. And I think this is a problem. We live in a world that there is very little consequences. And I'm actually pro moving into a world that the legal, monetary, and potentially criminal consequences to misconduct in cybersecurity and in general. And we'll talk about the general, but Didi, give me your thoughts first about Moving into a world that really severe consequences for misconduct in cybersecurity.
1: People need to understand how we got to a world with no consequences in cybersecurity. To understand, we need to, people that don't learn history are liable to report, to repeat it. So, this is where I need to tell a little bit through the history of things and explain this. And I'll start from the very famous quote from Spiro Agnew who used to work for Nixon, he says the bastards changed the rules and didn't tell me. And that's a little bit of what we did to the CISO of Solo when somebody changed the rules and didn't tell him. And I think this is a little bit of a problem because one of the things that used to happen a lot in, in the world of tech was you fuck up, you get fired. There's something that we used to jokingly say in Firewall Land, there's a career-limiting change in the firewall rule. Somebody makes a change in your the firewall rule, everything stops in the whole organization.
0: A CEO cannot connect to the internet. And you're fired. You're fired. And what used to happen
1: is that kind of behavior.
0: It still happens
1: kind of, sort of, maybe, but it's reduced significantly because it came through basically the post-mortem rules. So a lot of organizations said, yeah, unless we plan to fire everybody in IT, we need to go into a postmortem that's very honest. It's called extreme honesty, and everybody basically tells the truth in a, in a safe environment with no consequences. And that allows for much more effective postmortem and investigation because if you're not fearing for your job, uh by the way, I'm distracted, I'm distracted by the amazingly tall gun show. She has amazing biceps.
0: already talked about it. Thanks for yeah, I, know, the-
1: I know. I'm still very surprised by it every time now and again. And, and, and I think we should bring Ted Johnson to the show and meet, and let him sit, sit side by side with Lee
0: no, no, I don't want competition,
1: but back to, back to the to on topic, the main thing that we incur when we have severe consequences is people now go into CYA mode cover your ass mode. If you want people to get out of cover your ass mode, you need to give them to be able to work in a world with no consequence. But having said that, yeah. here's another problem that ha- happened in the tech industry. So if I want to be a yoga instructor tomorrow morning, if I want to be a yoga instructor, I need to have a whole list of certifications and a whole bunch of training. If I want to be a doctor, whole list of certification, the whole list of training. If I want to be a lawyer, there's the bar. And there's a bar per different state. Mm -hmm. I want to be a CISO, I need the birth certificate.
0: No, but uh, everybody will say you need to have the CISSP, all those kind of credentials. Bullshit.
1: Bullshit. These are not credentials. These are you paying basically your taxes to get a stamp of approval from a body that all they need. How is is it
0: different than the yoga instructor?
1: It's different because if a yoga instructor, you actually get tested and there's actual criteria. There's no criteria today in any hiring process of what makes you a good CISO. There's no hiring practices to make you a good developer. There are some rules that some organizations put in place to make sure that you have an MBA or something like that to be something in the tech industry, but there's no real regulations of what certifications and what training do you actually need to have We've already discussed this. The CMO of certain tech companies came from a biotech background in Colombia. And that's not training. And from my perspective, I'm an MD PhD. I, my comp training came through the military, but, uh,
0: and even that
1: is not that fitting to what I do today.
0: All uh, of us on, on the job and from doing. Because there is no, nothing in school preps us to yes. any of today's jobs. Nothing. yoga. Yes. Exactly. Because of that,
1: there's no guidelines to tell us what is good and what is bad. So, for example, if I'm a doctor and I see a patient that comes with X amount of dilation, uh, a pregnant lady, X amount of dilation, X amount of behavior, Baby has certain, there is guidelines
0: of what you should be doing. Get her to
1: exactly. There's guidelines and when you do a C section and when you don't. Yeah. Uh, Very, 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 very clear guidelines. And if you don't do this, you're in malpractice. Yes. If you don't have guidelines to say, if you don't behave in a certain way, this is malpractice. The fact that somebody does something or doesn't do something is a problem. And our industry is now starting to catch up to this. So, for example, so the regulation
0: a, comes up like the SEC regulation that starts defining what is the, yeah. what is it that you need to be doing?
1: And, and a lot of times the guidelines and regulations that we have between SOC 2 and ISO is us self reporting on our processes. And the best that we can say is you put a process in place that said you, thou shall behave in a certain way. And if you have not behaved in a certain way, you're outside of your self-imposed rules. But what happens if my self-imposed rules, I'll give you an example. I believe, firmly believe that when a company fires an employee, they need to make a decision right away at the process. Is this a hostile or is this a friendly kind of parting of ways? If this is a friendly parting of ways, you need to define an SLA between when the notice is giving until... the the user has no access to their systems. No organization has that kind of rigidity. And, or if this is hostile, make sure that by the end of the conversation, nobody has, he has zero access to any of the systems. Mm -hmm. Because everybody talks about this, but in reality, I've seen hostile firings of people still received emails on their phones for like 36 hours later, or they still had access to Salesforce for another week. And people could do serious harm and serious damage. Nobody puts a regulation in place that says this is what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And our industry is not doing this. Then I can't measure effectively somebody like a CISO that chose a path. Also, nobody in the legal department puts in, in, in some of the third party services providers. So let's say I am engaged with a third party like. Like a service now, like, like a wit. This is my expected behavior from you. So when we talk about the recent Okta nosebleed, the person that was attacked was a third party vendor. And we don't know what the contract between Okta and that third party vendor are that says what, what's the reporting structure between the two? If I get breached, what, well, how far, how fast do they need to report? What tools do I need to put in place to not get breached? So when we go back to the medical guidelines, there's very clear guidelines of what do I need to do? But nobody tells me thou shall have an EDR on everybody's machine that has sensitive data. Nobody says thou shall, is the EDR enough? Is it not enough? Remember our conversation with Sravish. Compliance today is basically describing my new year's resolution as my healthcare metrics. Because there's no guidelines. There's no rules that you need to adhere to. Even HIPAA and all those things, they're fluffy and
0: non-enforceable. I think, and maybe I'm kind of exaggerating, I think there is, and I'll take a step beyond the, the cybersecurity industry. I think as culture today, we prefer to be in a lax society with... Not defining consequences and, and putting liability and, and if possible. And I think it is because the over legalizations of stuff. It, it, I, maybe it has nothing to do with the topic, but I think it does have something to do with the topic. I'll bring our kids school again and that they, what is going on now on the daily basis in the school. So every day we're getting hate graffitis in the bathrooms, swastikas, Israel, pro-Palestinian Jews, hatred stuff. There is a protocol that the the school think is part of the accountability and liability, which they file a hate crime report to the ADL and they file a report in the Newton Police Department. And they send an email to the parents that this happened. And they say, it's in the bathroom. We don't have cameras there. We do not know. And we're all about, we hope that our community comes together. Hate will be stopped, blah, 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 blah. Well, for me, it means, yes, they're doing whatever the checking the box they need to do minimally for the minimal accountability. But actually, they're not doing anything. They don't want to do more than that. They don't want to start investigation of who, is, who is that the punk in the school that is doing this. They actually don't want it to stop because it will, it's hard. It means that they need to do some investigation. They need to bring the police in. And it means that everybody in the system understand that there are zero consequences. Like you ask our kids what they think about it. And they're like, oh yeah, like it, that's a thing. It's every day. Nobody, we got used to having those graffitis. I'll bring it back. will bring it back
1: to our main topic and show you how this is tied together. If there are no rules or the rules are lax, and I'm going to go to the, your favorite topic, decriminalization of drugs. If... If there are no rules of
0: stealing from a store in California, when you can go into a Target, pick up stuff, and go out, and nobody can do anything, anything because it decriminalized it. If if there are no rules, so for no consequences.
1: if, If there are no consequences defined by the guidelines, very much like we were talking about cybersecurity. If there are no guidelines and no ass to kick. If, the, if let's say, in my cybersecurity world, a service account can exist with no person accountable for it, and the service account gets breached, and there's no rules to say, okay, this was negligent, and there are no rules around it, then how can you fix it? And the same goes with the laws. My mom, who was a Supreme Court justice back home, retired, her rule is have very few rules but if you break them, you go to jail. And this, and this is, and kind of, this is where our system embraced but didn't embrace
0: There that. is ambiguity.
1: But there's ambiguity. ambiguity. when there's ambiguity and there's no feel that there's a rule of law, and it doesn't matter which space it is. It, it can be in the tech industry and it can be in the school system and it can be in in the business community, it can be in the justice system. You can't bring woke ambiguity into the legal system. And I'll give you an example. There's an amazing podcast to, this morning about the relationship between Kanye West and Adidas.
0: Yeah, I also listened to it on the daily.
1: Yes. yes. And in the first meeting, that design meeting that... Kanye had with in Germany, in Germany.
0: Nuremberg,
1: Nuremberg, he drew swastikas on shoes,
0: which is illegal in, in Germany.
1: Germany, in Germany, you you go to jail for that,
0: not let him go, that they, they let him continue because he was creative. Yes.
1: And he escalated. He told a, a Jewish executive that he should have a picture of Hitler in his house and kiss it and thank him. And the fact that nobody did anything with those things, with all these things are known rules. Things will escalate. So there's enough research to show that when there are ro- rules and they're broken and nobody enforces them, it's better to actually have no rule.
0: Is it the bro- the broken window that you're talking about? Yeah, There is,
1: there is the broken window that Giuliani... I feel really bad for because he was amazing as a DA in the disaster right now. Uh, yes, something really bad happened there. Happened. But the the idea is that if you allow for disorderly behavior, it will escalate to serious crimes. And there's proof all through this zero
0: tolerance. Yeah, agree.
1: That zero to- if you put laws in place, they have to have zero tolerance. Now, if you decide to legalize hard drugs, legalize hard drugs, That that's a different conversation. This is why this Congress, this is why the laws, there's both a state Congress and a non-state Congress. But you as the head of police cannot decide that the law is there, but you're not going to enforce it because you're understaffed.
0: No, but that's also stupidity, that even putting those laws a Yeah, Yeah, you're going to like how I became... <laughs> I I'm I'm very happy You're conservative because, overnight. Yeah Exactly.
1: Because I, I, I can see you voting Trump or Nikki Haley or
0: not. And not gonna happen. I'd rather not yes. vote at all. But yes.
1: Yes, but that not, this uh, but but this is the idea that if people can say things and they get away with it, they'll do things and get away with it. And this is and speaking back about the the assholes change the rules and didn't tell me Um, we see this right now with the people in Harvard asking for mental health support after they expressed support for a terrorist organization and they discover that their bosses don't actually want them there to, to hire them.
0: So that's because they were doxxed and we can talk about it in a different, they they thought that they'll do things. And when they they have social media presence, people will not Google them, expose them and call for people not hiring.
1: Them. And now, now they're whining about this. Yeah. Need social actions stuff. have consequences. Action it, has consequences. Actions always have consequences. And you need to decide which path do you want the consequence to be. If you're the legal department of San Francisco and you choose to say meth is okay without, criminali- without decriminalizing it officially by having... A vote by law and saying what meth is okay. But nobody wants to take that action to actually do well, this.
0: Oregon had it.
1: So this is where they didn't have it, and this is where you need to pay attention because details matter. What they've decided is that the police doesn't enforce a law that was it just not- gives
0: them a paper to go and seek help. Uh, yes. Yeah, and,
1: and that and that is not how the legal system works. They are afraid to actually take action in Congress and vote for it. Because if you decide to decriminalize this, there's consequences to this and there'll be votes for this and people will lose their office. What happens is that they choose to avoid it, bring in their ideology into work, but not actually not up And do all the things that matters. Because a lot of these things, you can't do them in vacuum. When you decriminalize a process, like when you decriminalize alcohol. I'll give you this example. Alcohol in the the 20s was illegal in this country. To make it legal, there were a whole bunch of rules that had to happen. How do you import it? How do you govern this? Who has a license to sell it? What happens when somebody has a license to sell it? And they use it in in the, the Scandinavias. There are rules. You can drink in a certain distance from a school. You can drink in a certain area this way. When cannabis was legalized in the Netherlands, there were rules. Where can you use it? Where can you not use it? How far? how. But what happens if you half-ass legalization of drugs, all you do is basically enable the criminal element. And this comes back to our cybersecurity rules. If you half-ass cybersecurity. And basic, you basically doing the equivalent of half-assing legalizing drugs, because what you're doing is you're opening up companies to be vulnerable, to be accessible. accessible. Nobody to- will
0: want to be in a job that he is criminally liable for something that is not clear. You need to have clarity so that people know, okay, As long as I do X, Y, Z, I'm in good faith. I'm doing whatever it is and I'm safe. People need to feel safe. When people are negligent in their job, you need to define what negligence means and define the consequences. I think people are very upset about this ruling because they feel, as you said, there weren't rules. Rules got changed. It wasn't clear. And now we put consequences on a person that. Didn't realize he's liable for those things. I don't know if he realized it was liable. I don't know. I don't know the person. I don't know the case, but I think the more clear we are about what is good behavior, what is negligence, what is behavior that not be tolerated, have clarity around it. And it's tough in cybersecurity as everything changes all the time, whatever it was good. As we all talk about 10 years ago, uh, when things were on premise and everybody was in the firewalls is no longer okay. And how much knowledge can a person in the security team have about everything else that is going on and be liable for everything? This is a tough thing. So that's the complexity that we know of.
1: So this is where I think this is the responsibility a lot of time of governments and, yep. and 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 industry leaders to basically there's the rules for honest reporting. My buddy Faim, which we probably need to bring on the show, will tell you that if you basically the agreement between the vendors and the users was that the user is responsible for their safety, but the vendor is responsible to give them as much tools as possible. So if I want to investigate an incident of a user being breached, the vendor, for example, Microsoft needs to give me session information. I need to know what happened in that session. And if they don't give me the tools to investigate what happened in that session, it's their responsibility to deal with this. And what happens is because there's this, this this ambiguity between what the vendors think that they're giving, I think what the government needs to do, at least this is where I'm going to go on my soapbox, what the government needs to do is to hold The vendors accountable to create the rules of how their technologies should be used rather than live it to leave it to MITRE. They will always chase the vendors. The vendors, when I say the vendors, I mean Cisco. I mean, uh, I I mean,
0: uh, selling software to improve your security. Yes.
1: If, If you are more than an X amount of percent holder of a market, now you are responsible. So if you're in the, if you're a firewall vendor, that means Checkpoint Palo Alto and Cisco. Basically, now I I outline 90% of the firewall market. They need to tell people how to use a firewall and what the firewall doesn't do. More important than what it does do, what it doesn't do. If you're a vendor in the ADR, in the EDR space, if you're, if you're CrowdStrike and their likes or Microsoft, you need to come and say, Hey, this is what we do. This is what we don't do. And this is how you use the tool correctly. And if you don't, then you have a problem. And I think when the vendors know these things very, very well. They have research teams and they're able to do this. But I I do want to taper us off with how consequences and words matter. And I'm gonna blame Lital. Why? Because I really enjoy blaming L'Ital. About 10 years ago, I came to Lital and told her that the woke culture wants to take away the Laura Ingalls Wilder Award. So there was an award named after Laura Ingalls Wilder, who I'm a big fan of. The reason I'm a big fan of her is producer Dave is going to start cracking up because Laura Ingalls Wilder was played by the beautiful Melissa Gilbert in Little House in the Prairie. The Prairie, yeah. Yes. Yes, I I had a huge, huge crush on her when I was in grade school. Mm, Uh, Sorry? I said, who didn't? Yes. Well, Letal didn't. And Laura Ingalls Wilder had an award named after her because she contributed a lot into literacy in kids, especially hard environment kids. There, there was an award of how to create creators that enable kids to write, get kids to read. And that award was taken to, from her. Because Why? Because... Because all the woke woke up and said, Hey, she's describing the Wild West in a very racist way. She's very unkind to African Americans. She's very unkind to Native Americans. She's unkind to other people. But she was describing the world as she saw it. As at the con- time. <laughs> at, at the time. And after that had taken place, you saw the continuous erosion in the arts of basically everybody that people started say, "Hey, we can't listen to Bach." This kid came to and Berkeley and Berkeley music and said, "Hey, I can't listen to Bach. He was a racist. I can't listen to Wagner. He was a racist. By the way, a, as a Jew, Wagner is known to be a very strong anti-Semite, but he is an artist and needs to be evaluated as his artist. You're and- all
0: listening to Kenya. No, Kanye
1: is is a they different. I just
0: don't like Kanye's. No, it,
1: no, Kanye is is behaving in a way that's unacceptable at his time. When you talk about Bach in the 1500s and the 1600s, it's a very different world than the world we live in today. Uh,
0: you cannot it's... judge by how culture exactly. today people because... behaved in a certain way in the past when. Exactly. They were okay. Exactly, okay. Martin. And, Martin and I. I uh, always
1: joke about this. What will our kids look at us? Uh, our grandkids look at us, and say, "Grandpa was horrible." It could be that the fact that we we eat meat now will be viewed horribly. It could be that a whole bunch of other things that we've done. I today, feel like the
0: world is coming around with all the atrocious things. That know, but, but, but what
1: I am saying is that that this slow erosion of not taking care of not people not stepping up and saying, "No, no, no," Laura Ingalls Wilder did amazing work. And changed the world and brought women to lit, to literacy, to, to the literal world, to the liter, literary world and dealt, dealt with problems of literacy. Then next came Mark Twain and next came Bach. And now people think that everything needs to be woke culture to be taught in our schools because we let things get out of hand over time.
0: And at the same time, they expect not to have their own consequences when they are doing things. Yes, exactly.
1: Um, Yes, exactly. Um, So, if you see something, say something.
0: And and kudos to Brown University and Rhode Island for yesterday. There was a protest over there, and everybody got arrested once they transpassed into the Brown campus. So far, it's the only Ivy League that stepped up and did something against the the hate words and the the hate crimes that are being done in campus and the kids not feeling safe there. Lack of consequences uh, on one hand, and on the other hand, judging behaviors of the past, this is like the whole, the world is like completely upside down. Every day I feel like I'm reading the news on the onion, and I feel like, but oh, that was New York Times. I don't know. It's a crazy, crazy world out there.
1: Let's roll well, this back into consequences into cybersecurity. But I think this is the the this is where my Melissa Gilbert example is something that you need to think of when you look at things that happen in your security world. Because if you remember, we had this nice little podcast about systemic failures. If you see something starting to break down somewhere, you need to follow it through and make sure that what are the consequences. Of relaxing a specific control in a certain point in time. And what will it have on the chain effect? Cause everything you do has consequences. Even not making a decision has consequences. A lot of, a lot of times people think that if I sit and do nothing, it has no consequences. Actually, not doing things, especially in cybersecurity, most of the time has much bigger and harder consequences than doing the wrong thing. Because the wrong thing at least gets evaluated, measured, corrected. The right thing, awesome. Bad thing, fixed, measured, corrected. Nothing is an action. And a lot of times it dissipates. I always say that the worst thing that can happen is when we do a a postmortem, somebody says, yes, we're going to fix it. And then they do nothing. Because everybody thinks something's being fixed and it's not. It's not. So... Actions and consequences.
0: We need to be, to live in a world that are consequences. I think it's enough with being lax about things. They need to be clear and it needs to be clear what are, why are you suffering the consequences? But I think, yeah, I, I, I prefer living in a world that is way clearer than being lax about things. I think it gets us to bad places.
1: And I think this is where we need to learn something from baseball. Everything needs to have three strikes. Well, not murder, but everything needs to have three strikes. Especially things that uh three strikes and you're out. I'll I'll leave it to producer Dave to explain it to you. But people need to have an escalation path of consequences. You can't have consequences that immediate unless something is very very bad. You need to do a little bit of a warning system to. Thank help. You, you agree. That's wrong.
0: Go correct it. Yeah, go fix it. Get improved. I'm fair with that. All right. Well, we hope you liked this episode. If you like it, please share, review it. If you want to be on the show, please reach out to Didi or myself on LinkedIn. The Didi and Lital show is a weekly podcast. Thank you for joining. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.